Praise the Lord and welcome in everyone to another Sower of Seeds podcast. I'm your host, Ted Johnson. And as always, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Uh, continue to remember our nation. Uh, remember the uh, inauguration. And just uh, just, just remember uh, our president-elect and our president and uh, all of our government officials. Uh, let's uh, just ask the Lord to be with them. Our kind and gracious, loving Heavenly Father, God, I thank you, Lord, for this day. I thank you for all your wonderful gifts and blessings you've given us, dear God, and for the life and for health, dear God, and for each and every wonderful thing, dear God. And, Lord, I just thank you for, dear God, for this nation that we live in, God. And I pray, Lord, that you would just move in it, in it, dear God, in a great and a mighty way, dear God. Just be with each and every individual, God. Just open their eyes, Lord, and let them see, God, that, that the ways that they're, they're going and the things that they're doing, and let them know, dear God, that uh, there is a better way. And, Lord, I just praise you and I glorify you for being in charge and for being in control, dear God. And, Lord, just have your way in our nation and our, our government and our government people, dear God, and just move in their lives, dear Lord, and just open their eyes, dear God, and be with them, Lord. And, God, just be with me now as I teach, dear God, this podcast, Lord. I pray, God, that you would just give me the words to say, dear God, that Someone may be lifted up or get something that they need from it. Lord, I praise you and I glorify you. And above all, dear God, that you be glorified and you be lifted up and not me. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to be in Deuteronomy chapter 13, uh, starting in verse 1. Uh, we're going to, not going, probably not going to read a whole lot, but we're going to... Uh, uh, skim over these uh, different parts of these these chapters and uh, tell you what that uh, Moses is telling the people about um, the things that are going to go on after they get over into the promised land. And um, the first part of um, chapter 13, it says, I'm going to read two or three verses here. It says, If there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams, and giveth thee a sign or a wonder, and the sign or the wonder come to pass, whereof he spake unto thee, saying, Let us go after other gods which thou hast not known, and let us serve them. Thou shalt not hearken unto the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams, for the Lord your God proveth you to know whether ye love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Ye shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice, and ye shall serve him and cleave unto him. Now then, the Lord's telling Moses, he said, I want you to tell these people. Uh, here we go again. I want you to reiterate that no matter what happens, you're not to go after other gods. I'm I'm the one true God. You're going to serve me and not man or not some statue or some other God that somebody has dreamed up just because it's convenient. He said, you're going to serve me and you're going to look to me and that's, that's all that you need to do. 
and that's that's with us today. You know, we we need to look to God uh, for everything, and look to Him and trust in Him that He will take care of us no matter what. Uh, still, yet with this uh, coronavirus going around, uh, these are some trying times. But always remember, God's in control, and let Him have control of your life. <coughs> Excuse me, and you won't have to worry about. Uh, the things you won't have to worry about uh money you know we we as children of god we should not worry about anything of this world uh the money uh housing food clothes anything like that we we don't need to worry about that stuff because god's going to supply those needs uh right up front don't worry about it god's going to supply it how uh in uh, uh, very mysterious ways sometimes and and he comes through sometimes in some uh very grand ways and but the thing about it is that he's never late he's always right on time and and he always has just exactly what you need uh, and he he will always do that he done that for the children of Israel when they were wandering around the desert he's no respecter of persons and he'll do the same for you but he told him, he said, uh, I don't care if it's some prophet that has at some point in time has prophesied and things has come to pass or a dreamer of dreams has uh, dreamed a dream and it has come to pass. And, and then all of a sudden they come to you and say, let's go, uh, let's go worship this God. I've heard this God is, is a really great God. Let's go worship this God. The Bible uh, right there said, don't, don't, don't go with them. Don't hearken unto them. Uh, and matter of fact, if, if you go on and read the, uh, the rest of that verse, the rest of that chapter, you'll find out exactly what God says to do to these people. And it, He says it, it doesn't matter if it's the uh, the prophet or a dreamer of dreams or your daughter or your son or your brother or your mother or your father or your wife, whatever it is, if they try to entice you away from me and entice you to go and and sacrifice to other gods and worship other gods they are to be stoned and thou shall and if you bring one of these people to uh to Moses, i guess you bring him to moses or one of the judges uh, and they they pronounce sentence upon them that they will be stoned uh, you will cast the first stone and the reason why that the lord has such a great, so great a punishment for um, these people that try to entice you away to to worship other gods is, is because he it's two different reasons. It's to rid the uh, the nation, uh, the children of Israel, from uh, this uh, prospect of following after other gods. This. Uh, um, I can't think of the word right now, but anyway, to rid them of this person that is trying to entice everybody to go and so, serve other gods, and also as a deterrent for anybody that has been thinking about it. Because, uh, you know, if if you have been thinking about uh, wanting to do something that is not right, and then you see on television or, or hear on the radio where somebody has been sent to prison or... Uh, 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 has been uh, executed in some manner because of what they're doing, that's a pretty good deterrent that um, I don't want to do that. 
And this is what the what they're saying here is, you know, this this has a twofold meaning, uh, and it's for to to rid the uh, children of Israel of this uh, infestation, uh, if you will, and to also to act as a deterrent to others. And then he goes on, Moses goes on to talk about the whole a whole city. Uh, and he said, if you hear of uh, a whole city that has gone after uh, other gods and are worshiping other gods, he said, you are to go in and you are to, uh, okay, let's see, uh, let's go to verse 12. If thou shalt hear, say, in one of thy cities, which the Lord thy God hath given thee to dwell there, saying, Certain men, the children of Beal, are gone out from among you and have withdrawn the inhabitants of their city, saying, Let us go and serve other gods which ye have not known. Then shall ye inquire and make search and ask diligently, and behold, if it be truth and the thing uh, certain, that such abomination is wrought among you, thou shalt surely smite the inhabitants of the city with the edge of the sword, destroying it utterly, and all that is therein, and the cattle thereof with the edge of the sword, and thou shalt gather all the spoil of it into the midst of the street thereof, and shalt burn with fire the city and all the spoil thereof, every wit for the Lord thy God and it shall be a heap forever it shall not be rebuilt and there shall cleave not of any of the cursing to thy hand that the Lord may turn from the fierceness of his anger and show thee mercy and have compassion upon thee and multiply thee as he has sworn unto thy fathers now we're talking about a whole city after they go over there and they they have taken these cities away from uh, the inhabitants there and they move in and after they get in there then then one or two start to, to worship this god and and uh, it spreads to some of the others and then some of the others and before you know it the whole city is worshiping other gods and and Moses is telling, or God's telling Moses, he said, you go into that city and you, uh, you inquire and you make search and you ask diligently. He, he's, in other words, he's saying, you just don't go in and look around and see one or two gods or something like that and say, yep, it's the whole city. He said, no, you go in and you take your time and you go through and you ask everybody and and you inquire diligently and you ask everybody and you really take some time because this this is a very serious thing that I'm about to do to this city and if it if it be true then uh, everybody in that city is going to die uh, destroy everybody in that city with the edge of the sword all their cattle everything that they have. And then take all the spoil and everything in that city and pile it up in the middle of the streets and burn the whole city. And he said, I don't want not a, not one wit. A wit is the smallest particle or part imaginable. 
In other words, I don't want a molecule or anything left of anything of that city. I want it completely destroyed, burnt completely till it ain't nothing but a heap of ashes. And he said, and it's going to stay that way. I don't never want it to be rebuilt. I don't want nobody to build on that site whatsoever. It's going to stay just exactly that way. Therefore, again, it's going to stay that way because when people pass by there and see this place where this city used to be and it, it is burnt to nothing, then they're going to say, yep, so this, this is what happens when they go seeking after other gods. Remember, our God is a very jealous God, and he is a vengeful God, but he is also a loving God. And he, he has warned the children of Israel now how many times since we've been talking about this, since they got to this place where they're at right now, getting ready to go over the, uh, the River Jordan, over into the Promised Land and take it. How many times has the Lord told Moses to tell the people about going after other gods? I mean, it's, it's been over and over and over continually. And now he's telling them one more time. But this time, he's given punishment. He's telling them exactly what's going to happen to them if they do this. So, you know, and it, it's just like uh, salvation. The Lord says you either accept salvation and live for the Lord or go to heaven, or you don't accept salvation and you chase, chase after Satan and you go to hell. That's your two choices. And he told them, if you remember a uh, uh, session or two ago, he said, there's a blessing and a curse. Which one are you going to choose? When you go in, he said, I want one group of you on one hill and the other group on the other hill. And I want one group to recite all the blessings and I want the other group to recite all the uh, curses. And, you know, it's the same with us today. That's our two choices that we have today. God gave us a free will. He gave us a free will to, to choose one of those two choices. And we, have, uh, we have God and everything that goes with him, the blessings and, and uh, him walking with us and, and teaching us and, and doing for us. And then we go to heaven or we have Satan and everything that goes along with him, uh, uh, the drugs, the, the uh, sex, um, uh, the alcohol and the good times and, and the partying and all that good stuff, and then hell, the lake of fire. So that's your two choices. And that's the only two choices that we ever really make in our life. You say, well, I choose to do this or I choose to do something else. Well, no, not really. You do what you do because of who is in control of your life. We choose to go to heaven or go to hell. That's the only choice that we have. And that's the only, our soul is the only thing that God will not take from us. He will take everything else from us, but he will not take our soul. We have to willingly give it to him, and we have to willingly serve him and follow after him he is not going to make us do that he will not make you go to heaven you have to go you are going to go to heaven or you are going to go to hell 
because of the choice that you make. And that's basically what he's saying here about these, these gods. That's basically what he's telling them. You've got, you've got a choice. You've got a curse or you've got a blessing. Now, which one are you going to choose? Clean and unclean food. Um, chapter 14. Uh, ye are the children of the Lord your God. Ye shall not cut yourselves nor make any baldness between your eyes for the dead. For thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God, and the Lord hath chosen thee to be a peculiar people unto himself above all the nations that are upon the earth. Now I'm going to read that one one more time. For all right, this is to, okay, instead of the children of Israel, I want you to think of the children of God. I want you to think today, the people that has chose to, to uh, chose a blessing, has chose to follow the, uh, the Lord. Now I want you to read this. For thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God. And the Lord hath chosen thee to be a peculiar people unto himself just as the children of israel was chosen by god to be his people he has chosen us uh and matter of fact we are made in the image and the likeness of god himself and we are also made to worship the lord and to follow him and to do his will that is a re that was why we were made Man fell in the Garden of Eden. So therefore then the choice came in. We knew we knew good and evil. We knew right and wrong. Before that Adam and Eve took the fruit of the tree, the tree of knowledge, they knew they did not know nothing but good. They did not know anything about uh, sin and and all the different things that uh, are in the world today. They did not know those things. But when they partake of that sin, and their eyes were opened, and they beheld, and then they knew that they were naked, and they, they knew then that they were in sin, they knew then that things were different. So up until that point, man was in good shape. But then we fell. And we, we fell quite often. But the Lord has made a route of escape for us to where that we can ask for forgiveness. But we are God's people, and we were made to worship him. And if you are a child of God, that should be your number one priority is to worship the Lord and to praise the Lord and to seek the Lord and to learn all you can about the Lord and about what he has for you to do. And he said, because you are a chosen people, and, and talking to Israel, because you are a chosen people, uh, there are some foods that you can eat, and there are some foods that you cannot eat. And these, and verse 4, these are the beasts which ye shall eat, the ox, the sheep, and the goat, the hart, and the roebuck, and the fallow deer, and the wild goat, and the paraga, and the wild ox, and the shamus. Now that pygar, pygarg, or whatever it is, that's a, an antelope. 
and wild ox and that shamus is a type of antelope. And he said, every beast that parteth the hoof and, and cleaveth the cleft unto two claws and cheweth the cud among the beasts that ye shall eat. Nevertheless, these ye shall not eat of them that chew the cud or of them that divide the cloven hoof as the camel and the hare and the coney, for they chew the cud but divide not the hoof. Therefore they are unclean. And the swine, because it divideth the hoof, yet cheweth not the cud, it is unclean unto you. Ye shall not eat of their flesh, nor touch their dead carcass. So it, and it goes on to talk about everything in the sea and the birds and the creeping things and all the different, all the different things that they can and they cannot eat. And if we go over to uh, Acts uh, chapter 11, uh, if we, uh, there, uh, let me, let me turn there to tell, so I'll get the person right that, uh, is doing this. Um, okay. Um, and, uh, chapter 11, Acts chapter 11, starting in verse five. And this was when uh, Paul had the dream. And uh, it says, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. A certain vessel descend, as it had been a great sheet, let down from heaven by four corners, and it came even to me. Upon the which, when I fastened mine eyes, I considered and saw four-footed beasts of the earth and wild beasts and creeping things and fowls of the air. And I heard a voice saying unto me, Arise, Peter, slay and eat. This is Peter. But I said, Not so, Lord, for nothing common nor unclean hath at any time entered into my mouth. But the voice answered me again from heaven, What God hath cleansed, that call not thou common. And this was done three times, and all were drawn up again into heaven. And this was when the Lord was sending Peter to the uh, Gentiles. See, they, they before they had been uh, preaching and teaching to the Jews only. So now then, uh, God is telling them to branch out and to uh, go into the Gentiles. See, the Gentile people was to was supposed to be unclean. But God is telling Paul that what he has cleaned and what he has anointed is it's not to be common or unclean. So, you know, I know a lot of people can eat some foods. A lot of people won't eat some foods because of the, of the way they uh, they believe, but you know what? I will not make fun of nobody for that because their beliefs, you work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So if the Lord has put laid upon you not to eat something, you'd best not eat it. And I can't eat bacon. I can't eat ham because of my heart. And, and I, I love both of them, but I can't eat them. So, you know, don't be making fun of me because that I can't eat it. You know, we 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 as as mankind we have a tendency to like to 
uh, make fun of people because they aren't exactly like us. And that's that's the reason why the Lord told the children of Israel to be a peculiar people. Be different. Let people let people see that you're different. Yeah, they're going to make fun of you. They made fun of Jesus. They made fun of all the apostles and and the disciples. They made fun of every one of them. They they ran them down and and, and they tried to belittle them. But always remember one thing that that the reason why that a lot of the, those people are doing that is not to actually make fun of you, but to try to make themselves feel better. Because they are not, they don't want to live to the standards that you are living, but they still want to go to heaven. So they're going to try to bring you down to their level and to their way of thinking, so that they will feel better. But we, you know, we we need to stand out in a crowd, and we need to be different. We need to be a peculiar people. And and Paul, uh, Peter, and when he when he got finished with this, he had to go in into the to the Gentile nation, and he had to to minister unto them and to tell them about the Lord. And you know, it does not matter. It does not matter what they look like, whether they're fat, whether they're skinny, whether they're um, whether they look whether they're good looking or they're not look good looking, and uh, tattoos and piercings and all the, it does not matter God can use every man and woman on this earth if if we as children of God will introduce them to the Lord and they ask the Lord to come in and move in, and to work in their life God can use them it does not matter and you know it and the thing about it is 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 these people that has uh, all these piercings and tattoos and everything, they have got a group of people that God has sent them to that when they go to them, they will listen to this person because they relate to him. That He is a part of them. He is like them. So that's the reason why that Jesus, when he... Uh, walked upon this earth he chose disciples and apostles out of every walk of life he, he had fishermen he had doctors he had publicans he had uh uh everything to be styled of every every kind every man that would follow him he called them why because there is someone out there that you can talk to that i can never get in touch with now, let me now listen. I used to be one of these persons that I made fun of people for their their uh, enormous amount of tattoos or their uh, body piercings and all this. I was one of those persons. Well, let me tell you something. God straightened me out one day, and I had to do some do a lot of asking for forgiveness because I. When the Lord showed me this, and I got to really got to thinking about it, and and some other things that people had testified about, I had to ask God to forgive me a lot, a lot. Now then, I look at these people totally different. I look at them totally different. I think, man, if you would just give your heart and life to God, just think of the people 
that you could that you could get in touch with it that that you could really show how uh, the way to the Lord. Just think about all those people that that you could be a witness to if you would just give your heart and life to God. That's the way I look at those people today. Everybody, God can use anybody and everybody. It doesn't matter if they are willing. If they get, if they choose the blessing and they choose Christ and they choose to follow him, God can use them and will use them. It doesn't matter. You know, I have seen, I have seen all people from all walks of life that have gave their heart and life to God. I know a pastor friend right now that he is just about covered from head to toe with tattoos. But he has got one of the greatest ministries that ever was. And I love him to death. He's a, he's a dear friend. I don't get to see him very often, but he's a dear friend. And I, I'm, I'm telling you what now, if you if you are one of those people that makes that, uh, makes your opinion of somebody the first time you ever see them, you're not going to like this guy. But let me tell you something. Just spend about 10, 15 minutes with him. You're going to fall in love with him. Because he's a wonderful man of God. Don't judge a book by its color. Cover. There was a thing on Facebook. Uh, these people were sitting on a bench. And this one guy, he had on this, this leather vest. And he had long hair and beard and everything. And he had two on one side of him, two on the other side of him. And they were they were talking about him. They were putting him into a uh, set of people. And they they were basically saying that you know that there's no way that this guy it will ever amount to anything as far as Christianity, but who knows? Who knows? This guy could be one of the one of the greatest evangelists that ever walked. And God has picked this man because of who he is and what he looks like for a specific purpose. And God chooses people for one reason and one reason only, to reach others. And then we go, like I said, it goes on and it talks about uh, the, uh, the, birds of the birds of the air and uh, the fish in the sea. And one of them that always gets me is, uh, let me find that. Uh, all right, and it's uh, talking about the... the uh, fish says these these shall you eat of all that are in the waters all that have fins and scales shall you eat and whatsoever hath not fins and scales you may not eat it is unclean unto you and every time i think of that the first thing i think about is catfish i love catfish and that's one of those that it has fins but it don't have any scales you can't eat it. It's unclean. The children of Israel couldn't. But see, this this was set up for the Jews, and it's and uh, a lot of this is still very much in uh, play today. And I mean, still going on in the Jewish people today, and they still honor these things today, and they still go back to all the different uh, um, holy days and. Uh, the Passover and all those, uh, the festival of tabernacles and, and all those different things, they still 
uh, they still celebrate those things, and that's good. They are they are holding on to their the old past, and they're they're following they're following in the old past. Let me tell you, talk about all the different birds that you can and cannot eat. And then uh, in verse verse 15, or chapter 15, I'm sorry, uh, we're going to talk about uh, the canceling of debts every seven years. This, this is one of those things that um, later on, uh, it will uh, come into play uh, real in a in a great way because uh, we're going to get into um, the festival, uh, the uh, year of jubilee, and the uh, what's the other one? Um, I can't think of the other one anyway. But there's there's two different times. Uh, it's at the end of seven years that things are going to have to be done, and there again. Israel gets in trouble because they don't. But the canceling of debts every seven years. Um, if you go to, um, say, you, you are in need of some money, and you go to your brother and you say, Brother, can I borrow $1,000? It doesn't matter what part, what time that you borrow that money because this seven years is set in a certain time period. In other words, it's not seven years from the time you borrow the money. It's like, uh, all right, 2021 is going to be the first year of the year uh, of the seven years. So, all right, so uh, 2027 is going to be, uh, 2028 is going to be the seventh year, everything is going to to re, uh, re, be wiped clean. You're not going to have, if you haven't paid your debt by then, you don't owe it. Okay, now then, if you come right up to the two years before that seventh year and you borrow, say, $1,000 and you're not able to pay any of it, that seventh year, which is a couple of years uh from the time you borrowed the money, that debt is wiped clean. You start all over again. Same thing with uh, Hebrew Hebrew servants. If uh, for some reason I have got into a place to where that I cannot uh, take care of my land, I cannot, I cannot. I haven't got the means by which to do all this, then I will hire myself out as a servant or I will sell myself as a servant for, and I will, I will work for this person up until the, the seventh year. And in the seventh year, I will be able to go free and go back to my family and my land and everything and resume, uh, resume life as normal. Unless I get, I get into this position as a servant and the person that I am um, working for, I, I like uh, working for them. I enjoy it very immensely. He treats me really well. And 
I really don't have a whole lot of responsibilities like I did when I lived on my own land, and I, I don't have all the worries and the headaches and everything, and I'd like to stay in this position. Then you will go to the man of the house, or, uh, your, your boss, and you will tell him that you do not want to uh, go back uh, to the way it was. You want to stay his servant. Then he will take you. Uh, and let me see if I can find it. Verse 16 of chapter 15. And it shall be, if he say unto thee, I will not go away from thee, because he loveth thee and thine house, because he is well with thee. Then thou shalt take an awl, and thrust it through his ear unto the door, and he shall be thy servant forever. And also unto thy maidservant thou shalt do likewise. So, you know, if, if you uh, are working for this man and, and you really like what you're doing, and, and uh, I mean, you, you know, it's just one of those positions that you get into that you just really enjoy and everything fits good and, and you're tickled to death with everything that's going on and you don't want to go back to the way it was, fine. You go to your, to your master and you tell him, I, I don't want to leave. Everything's well. Everything's perfect. I want to stay right where I'm at. Then he will take you to the door and he will take an awl and he will run that awl through your ear. That's to let people know that you are a permanent uh, servant and you live with him forever and serve him. And this is, this is uh, the things that goes on every seven years. So that uh, in verse, the first verse of verse fit, or chapter 15, it says, At the end of every seven years thou shalt make a release. And this is the manner of the release. Every creditor that lendeth out unto his neighbor shall release it. He shall not exact it of his neighbor, or of his brother, because it is called the Lord's release, the seventh year. And when there shall be no poor among you, save when there shall be no poor among you, for the Lord shall greatly bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance to possess it. So he knows you, this is, this is for your own good. Sure, we're going to get in trouble. You know, things... Things just didn't, uh, were not very good in the business sense, and we, we mess up, and uh, we're not going to be able to pay our bills, and uh, we're not going to be able to buy our crops or something like that. So we hire ourselves out as a servant to make money for whatever that we need. And then it doesn't matter where in that allotted time, that you start on that seventh year, you you're released. Every you know, your uh, your debts are all paid. Uh, you go back to your own home if you want to, but your debts are all paid, uh, and you cannot you cannot make them pay it. Even if it's two years before the seventh year, down to the fifth year, 
and they still they when it come they borrow a thousand dollars and when it comes to that seventh year they haven't paid it back they are still released from that debt for this is what the lord is is saying he don't want no poor among them he don't want nobody to feel like that uh they have to do this. This is one of those things where the Lord is trying to teach the people to help their neighbors, no matter what it is, to, to if they need money, give them money. Don't expect it ever be paid back, but, just, but give it willingly, and the Lord will bless you in the process. You know, we, we, we are so worried about uh, if we somebody wants to borrow money from us, we are more worried about them paying it back or, or fixing out a payment plan to where they can play it back, pay it back more than we are worried about th what their need is. How I mean, why are they needing this money? You know, if, are they in that bad a shape that they need this money? Can they use more? You know, those are the things that, that we worry about. We worry more about getting the money back than we do helping our brothers and sisters. And and it goes on to say that it doesn't matter if it's uh, somebody of a, a another uh, that is not uh, an Israelite. It doesn't matter, a stranger. It doesn't matter if, if it's a stranger. It's the same thing. You know, at the end of the end of that time, you give it back. You they're released. And you know this, we can take a lot from the from this study. Uh, you know, one of the main things that that the Lord is is speaking to me is helping our neighbors. You know, we have got to the point to where that you know we care less about the people around us, really. And it and we ought to be to the point to where that we worry about them more than we worry about ourselves. You know, have they got everything that they need? Have they have they got plenty to eat and clothes to wear and all this stuff? And you know, uh, how are they doing? If we see them out, do we speak to them and and all these different things? We worry more about ourselves than we do anybody else. You know, I can remember times when uh, someone's barn burnt down or their house burnt down. You know, the, uh, within a week, they would have more clothes and, and household items than they had before their, their place burnt down. Or if the barn burns down, uh, these people come from uh, all over the place and brings lumber and, and everything that they need and and they get to putting the barn back up, and within uh, maybe a week, they've got a brand-new barn. Didn't cost them a thing. But we don't do that anymore because we, we have lost our love for our neighbor. We have lost the concern for our neighbor, and, and we're all the time thinking about ourselves and what can I do. And, and the children of Israel, as we go on uh, and talk about this uh, we're going to find out that the children of israel basically gets in the same same predicament and gets in trouble for the same reason because they they get to the point of where they're thinking about their self instead of following what the lord has has laid out for them to follow and they they get in trouble for it and we're going to find out that that's the reason why that 
that part of the country over there that sand covers the biggest part of that because of um, Israel's uh, failure to do what the Lord told him to do and and decided that you know well you know and because when we get into it we're going we're going to get into the seventh year but we're going to get into it in their their crops and their fields and things in other words when uh, every sixth every seventh year they're not to plant anything they're not to prune nothing uh you know their their uh vineyard their vine their grape vines or olive trees and all that they, they don't touch them they they don't touch them that seventh year um their ground they don't plow their ground they don't sow no seeds they don't do nothing that seventh year but see god gives him enough the sixth year to where it will carry him through to that seventh year and eighth year till they get back stuff uh, get stuff back and growing and pruned out and everything uh after the eight, after that seventh year but they get in trouble because they don't do it they figure well you know man this is a great increase we can sell this and we can make a lot of money and store this up and and all this and and the seventh year when everything is supposed to rest they go out and they do just like it like it was uh, wasn't the seventh year. They go ahead and they they prune their their olive trees, they prune their grapes, and they make their wine, and they they sow their crops, and they bring in the increase and everything, and they get and get to a point to where that they owe the Lord a lot of years, and that's the reason why that that the land is is covered with sand right now is because. They owe the Lord that many years, and they get in trouble over it. See, we, 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 we get to the point of where that we're following the Lord, and the Lord tells us not to do something, and He blesses us ahead of time so that we won't have to to plant fields like you're talking about there. And then when when that increase comes in and everything's so great and everything, we start seeing dollar signs and we go out the next year when we're not supposed to and we get in trouble. Just like they when uh, the manna fell, you know, when the manna first fell and the Lord told Moses, he said, you tell the people to go out and to gather this every day except for the Sabbath, and said, on the sixth day, you gather double. Well, some of them, they went out before that sixth day, and they gathered a bunch, and they put it up, and they went in to get it the next day because they, they slept in, and, and uh, they figured, well, I've got mine for tomorrow. I, I won't have to go out and to collect it tomorrow. So they, they didn't do it, and they went out to get that which they had laid up and it was rotten and it had worms in it. So they had to do without that day. And then you had the others that went out uh, and just gathered enough on the sixth day for one day and they went out on the seventh day, the Sabbath, which they're not supposed to. One man got uh, stoned to death just for picking up sticks and they went out to gather it on the Sabbath and there was none. So we have to follow the Lord and follow his regulations and his commandments and his rules. We have to follow them to the letter just exactly the way that he says. There's no, there's no cutting corners and there's no uh, doing it this way because it's easier. We have to do it just exactly the way he says or we're going to get in trouble 
and we're going, we're going, it's going to become a curse to us instead of a blessing. But I thank you all for listening, and I hope you all got something out of it. I, I really do enjoy this. I hope you all do. Uh, if you get a chance, go on to my uh, Facebook page, uh, Sower of Seeds Facebook page, and leave me, a, leave me a message. Tell me what you think about things. And I love you, and I thank you, and God bless you.